Holy complications. <laughs> this is Flight <laughs> Check. <laughs> Season 2, Episode 12. Uh, it's another episode of Flight Check. We are so excited to be back and so excited to be back in playoffs uh, to channel my uh, inner Jim Mora. This is a dated reference. Maybe someone in the chat will get it, but, you know. Playoffs? Playoffs? talking about playoffs? playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. <laughs> playoffs? I just want to win a game. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> Man, is that what it was Honestly, like to be that Flyquest is my last sentiment. year? <laughs> yeah, that is uh, that is the sentiment. Uh, but anyway, we are back in the playoff scene. My name is Sandy Toes, and to my left and my extra left are Noxwar and Curly Double Q. Gentlemen, um, let's. I mean, let's talk about playoffs. <laughs> it's. Uh, it's it's been a weekend uh super week more like super week with an a uh until the cloud nine game and even that was a little weird at times uh i have not managed to watch the golden guardians match yet so i'm gonna need uh need some assistance on that one but that was a dub clearly and then the eg game we simply cannot beat this team um, I don't know what it is. Knox, I know you uh, are our... You're always on top of everything. Uh, I, I try, I try to be. Not, not always, but I try to be. FlyQuest, FlyQuest Academy, you know, whatever, what you might have. Uh, I mean, give me, give me the th- overall thoughts on this weekend. Five games, as I was noting to you right before the show, um, technically... We have now played two more games than everyone else in the LCS, except for EG and Golden Guardians, uh, who both played 19. So, hey, we have more stage experience right now than everyone else in the league. I don't know if that counts for anything, but we did finish the split 10 and 10. Uh, please, how how are you feeling after what started looking like a disappointing weekend, kind of redeemed itself, and then fell back flat on its face dude i'm just so glad we just i'm just glad we made playoffs okay that was (laughs) the the one goal that nick said from the very beginning he said it on he said it on social media he said it in interviews he said it on our very own podcast he said the one goal for this org this year was we better be in playoffs and right coming into this weekend it was like look okay the odds are actually stacked in our favor but we really really should win a game like, if mm-hmm. we don't win a game, like, this could go really badly. <laughs> and so, of course, it's like, well, the hardest match of the weekend is definitely going to be Cloud9. So hopefully the win yeah. comes from either EG or Immortals. And lo and behold, because this org loves to give heart attacks, um, we lose EG. <laughs> and then we run into Immortals, who's been knocked out of playoffs at this point. So I just... They get the, we don't care anymore buffs, so we're going to play loose, and they end up winning and beating us. And it's just, oh, God, I don't, I don't even I don't even know what to do anymore. So then Cloud9 comes along, and we end up winning. It's like, oh, all right, this, we're counter-logic gaming now. We're just, we're CLG. <laughs> I have no other explanations. And that locks us into a tiebreaker. We do our tiebreakers, and we can get into that a little bit. But at the end of the day, my main point is I'm just thrilled that were in playoffs. Yeah, same here. Uh, yeah. I am aware, let me just say real quick, I'm aware that 
the bitrate is not doing its thing. Uh, dropping some frames here and there. Not sure what's going on. I think like both me and Curly, uh, we're both a little. T- we're all a little tired. Um, <laughs> Curly, oh, Bob. give me the. Give me the the forty five second rundown of your apartment saga uh, <laughs> yesterday and today, because you know the people need to know yeah. uh, what's yeah. going on in your life. Well, I mean, uh, so it all boils down to old plumbing and some people not realizing that apparently you can't um, put Clorox wipes down them because that turned out to be the solution. But it was mm. yesterday. Uh, toilet water was not in the toilet, but it wasn't doing anything outside of the toilet. It was just in the bathtub. Left for D&D. It was fine. Uh, was at D&D. My roommate that stayed home was like, hey, things are kind of flooding, uh, but we put towels, so it should be fine. 30 minutes later, hey, your room is soaked and our hallway is soaked. Um, and my dad's on his way. And then I get back and we stay up till 6 a.m. consistently pumping out water and throwing it out our window to make sure that it didn't flood having to wear shoes all around and uh finally by like 7 a.m like i go to bed at 6 a.m 7 a.m maintenance is able to actually be here and they spend the whole Mm -hmm. day um just drying our carpets um taking care of the toilet issue my i didn't know like obviously toilets can be removed from the ground but i've never (laughs) seen it happen very strange to just see a toilet just kind of sitting in the wrong place in your bathroom so yeah that's uh that's everything and finally by 4 p.m i think it was everything is kind of chilling but yeah it's uh it's been a day it's been a day wow well we are glad you are here with us uh tonight always appreciate all of your insights because you have always got some good ones uh okay top five let's talk about it uh and we're we usually do a blow by blow of each game mm-hmm. uh this week we have the, unilaterally is unilaterally the right word unanimously uh, we have yes unilaterally. Uh, unanimously you have u- unanimously mm-hmm. decided uh that we are not going to be doing that because five games is a lot of games. We'll save that for playoffs uh, when we inevitably go to a game five against, you know, C9 and then lose it in heartbreaking fashion, right? So uh, let's just talk about the weekend overall uh, to start. So two L's straight away. Uh, EG and surprisingly Immortals. And if I recall correctly, looking at the predictions last week, uh, we all predicted Fly to beat Immortals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was the only yes. one to predict EG to win. Uh, and then finally, of course, none of us expected us to beat C9. Not at all. And, and to be fair, watching that game back uh, about an hour ago, I was surprised we won that game. <laughs> it was another another like close game against a top team that somehow we won through our team fighting. Um so yeah, Knox, I'm just curious. I mean, my my notes are very scattered and non-existent. I mean, do you have any overall notes on on the weekend, how the drafts went, uh things like that? While I definitely don't um, pull a bunch of stuff up for myself. 
far far and away our best draft of the weekend was that cloud nine match uh yeah i mean we i straight up credit where credit's due uh 100 thieves kind of paved the way in terms of the malphite pick against summit and we did the same thing so props 100 thieves you showed us the light we <laughs> followed the path and it led to a win um but yeah far and away cloud nine draft was the best draft of the weekend Second best draft of the weekend had to have been during uh, Golden Guardians, although a little bit more iffy. Um, could have been a little bit better, but it is what it is. Um, I think, really, though, our our biggest frustration right now is is kind of the drafting and some of our mid-game decision-making. Um, mm -hmm. So, and you can, you can see that painstakingly in, like, the EG games, specifically. So, hopefully, uh, we start cleaning that up, especially when we end up playing either Team Liquid or EG in playoffs in two weeks from now. So, and the one the one good news is we ha we have two weeks to figure it out. So hopefully <laughs> we we really monitor how the meta is being played. We look at different regions. We look at how playoff games go this weekend and we really study and we do our homework because the thing is like we keep losing to this EG squad. They're not that good. Like they're kind of our yeah. kryptonite, mm -hmm. right? Kind of like how Dignitas is the 100 Thieves. Like, but they're not that good. So they should be winnable. So I'm really, really hoping this two weeks we sit down, we study. I don't predict uh, EG beating TL. So I, I really just hope we study our homework and we buckle down for EG because it's an absolutely winnable playoff game for us, I think. Yeah. Uh, one Gioto tweeted uh, less than an hour ago a bit of a complaint about how can't wait to play playoffs in five days on a patch that is released in two days <laughs> um and okay. i wonder i'm actually a little tilted about that <laughs> i well i wonder if there's some level of advantage to us having an extra week to figure out the patch learn a little bit see what other people are playing on stage you know do some scrim stuff so for sure Absolutely. that might be yeah i mean it seems like it could be something we could utilize uh curly i i'm kind of like can, can i was gonna say can i go on a tangent real fast it. oh do it please the that that tweet actually annoys me because last year all the na teams were complaining about how they were a patch behind or uh like on playoffs and so that when they got mm. the MSI they had less practice time on the actual MSI patch. And so the moment Riot does that change, teams are complaining again. Like you got to make up your mind. Like which one do you want? Do you want to be a patch behind and have plenty of time to practice for playoffs or do you want to kind of take the L and have a short practice time for playoffs, but if you right. make it to MSI, like you're actually well practiced for it. Like right. Choose. You can't have it both ways. Right, like EU is playing on uh, 12.5B, right, uh, for the entirety of playoffs. So if anything, they'll be the ones slightly behind, which is interesting. Um, Curly. Yeah. The, so these drafts uh, this weekend, <laughs> some of which I would say better than others, um, I really want to note, Johnson played five different champs this weekend. Yeah. He played Zeri, Jinx, uh, MF, Aphelios, and Ash. Uh, mixed success, obviously. Mm -hmm. Also of note, um, Kumo did the same thing. Five different champs in five games. 
uh, Tukui four different champs in five games, two Ari games, boo. And uh, <laughs> Afro also picked five different champs in all five games. Yeah. I like that. I love that. Uh, I, 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 I mean, I do how like do you... That. I think that's really good to see. Wow, we've got deep champion pools across the board. I mean, what level of confidence does that fill you with? Especially when, you know, we've got another couple weeks to prepare for what's to come. I mean, for me, like, just showing that we can adjust our draft um, and have pretty much everyone... Um, aside from, like, I know we were consistently doing the Jose Diodo Viego, um, but, like, for everyone else, we were consistently changing, and the fact that we were always able to find a comp that worked for us in some capacity, even when it didn't work, unfortunately, like, just the fact that we felt, okay, we can play this, we can do that, um, it's really good to see it, and then also on top of that, I think it's just really good for making it harder for, um, whoever we face, uh, in the second week of playoffs to prepare for us because they're going to be like oh shit like which of these drafts are they going to pull out and then arguably because we had five games this weekend we could depending on patches and success and scrims and all that stuff we could literally run back this weekend in a best of five (laughs) because of it it's like all right uh because we found two comps that work so it's like all right we do those two comps and it's like what can we adjust about the other ones to make them work for the best of five or like do we just run yeah. Diego consists or not Diego I'm sorry do we run Vagar again like it's just a lot of good um things to see because that means now it's on the coaches it's like all right figure out how can we utilize these champion pools very effectively now I will say one thing um the only downside from draft I see like even though we do have the um you know the diversity from all the roles is I was <laughs> I want to bring it up, like, I want to just talk about a little bit um, the, I think it was Mark Z who brought up eyebrow analysis <laughs> on, uh, I think it was Saturday. Saturday was when we picked the Rakan, yes? Or was that against Evil Geniuses? Uh, it was against Evil Geniuses, sorry. So it was uh, the EG yes. uh, draft on Saturday or Friday was kind of a big oof moment because the Rakan... Yeah. Uh, was a little bit inty, and you could see, like, from it is, like, they weren't on the same page here. They were just like, I don't know, I've got to pick a champion to play. Um, and so, like, even though it is something different from Aframu, I think I would have liked to have seen more of a, like, you know, all right, we're making a solid plan. Aframu, here is the support you're going to go. So that's one thing I would know. It's like, mm-hmm. don't just make these champions, oh, I can play that. Maybe it'll work, I guess. You know? That's, like, the big thing. And then also, please stop giving EG Nautilus, or and please stop giving EG or Danny Zeri. Those are the two biggest things we keep letting through (laughs) that I think hurt us the most. Right. Yeah, I think... Yeah, the the Zeri definitely needs banned from Danny. (laughs) Yeah, I think um, if there's anything I do want to focus on in this weekend, it is the EG game, just simply because... I felt like we got kind of rolled in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pulling up pulling up the pick ban order. Uh, so they they banned the Tom Kench and I believe first picked the Knot. They did. Yes. And then um, 
and it's really interesting to me because then next they go for the Zaya Viego, and right, they've already got the support, so I don't really see why we need to go for the Rakan here because they already have support. We're not trying to split Zaya Rakan at all. Um, and uh, so I, I want to talk about, like, okay, is there another support that we could have gotten here? And then the other thing that really stands out in this draft, obviously, is the Riven um, and <laughs> picking the Riven into the Graves. And I think we need to t just talk about that because for a couple reasons, it did not work. Um, and if we run something like that again, there needs to be a drastic change and in, in how we play the game. Um, and mainly for this game, if you're picking, if you're counterpicking this Riven into the Graves, why was there zero attention paid to top lane uh, from anyone? No support roams, no mid roams, jungle never comes top, um, and Kumo's just kind of like left on an island to fare against this Graves, and Impact just kind of smurfs on him. Mm -hmm. Um now, yes, it's Impact. He's really good, but, you know, why pick this champion that's supposed to be a carry top laner? You know, you're not building Tank Riven, right? You're building it <laughs> to deal damage. Um, so where was the attention? Uh, either one of you, if, if you've got a thought on that, please go ahead. I mean, yeah, to start, like, <clears throat> it is, when you pick Riven... Um, and especially, like, I think this is one of those cases where I've always talked about, I want to see us enable Kumo. So it's like, Riven's mm -hmm. supposed to be a carry. She needs to be able to 1v9. And Kumo versus Impact, that is somewhere here where he's going to need at least one gang from Jose Diodo or a champion to more give him a weak side uh, component. And, like, Riven isn't exactly, to me, a weak side champion. It's like, all right, I'm going to be the strong side. Um, so just in that fact alone... If that's what you are going for, I was very disappointed to see a lack of attention from Jose Diodo or even like a roam from Takui. Um, but uh, I think some other options for Kumo here would have been just some better champions to face the Graves because I can see some parts of how Riven is supposed to counter Graves. But if you want like some gap closing, I think just mechanically we've seen better um, Irelia's. From, uh, from Kumo, so, you know, land just some good abilities to mark your lane opponent and just queue on them and just keep shredding them, and you can deal out more DPS than the Graves, um, and then even soak up a lot of that with your W, so I think an Irelia would have been a better pick. That being said, I do need to check draft or bans to make sure that wasn't banned out, and it doesn't look like it was banned out, so that was definitely something that was on the table. Um, another thing you could have seen is, like, <laughs> this might sound toxic, I think even a Teemo might have been a better choice here. Like, I'm not saying actually <laughs> pick it, but, like... <laughs> that, that might be a hot take. <laughs> that, that, that that's made a going in the, the oven, Curly. It, it's that's like, going just, in the hot it's, take oven. And it's not, like, on paper actually better, but the way it played out, it's like, I would have rather seen some Teemo solo queue just put a bunch of mushrooms around the map late game uh, <laughs> gameplay, you know? Because it's like, alright, lose lane kill with a shroom <laughs> yeah um but then like i don't Absolutely. know there were just some other thing like 
I feel like there are other champions that we've seen Kuma on that would have been a better answer than the Riven. So, mm-hmm. I think picking the Riven in the first place was also a little bit of a mistake. Yeah, totally. Um, Nox, to get back to that point about the Rakan, um, I just, yeah, I'm just not super sure. And then, uh, not only the pick of the Rakan, but then the play of it. I mean, we had a really memorable moment where Afro re-engaged on uh, Jojo, and I forget exactly what time that was in the game. Um, But very unfortunate play right there. Uh, Not something you want to see. And I, I just, yeah, dislike this pick. I mean, do you have a defense for it, or is it only a critique? Um... I mean, I, I see what warrants picking it, right? Like, you have one, two, three, and a half uh, range champions. On, like, I say half on Graves because it's very... Sh- like, he's ranged, but he's very short-ranged, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have, like, three and a half melee champions uh, on the EG side, which generally, a lot of times when you're initiating team fights, like, that kind of causes them to clump up a lot of the time, especially if they're trying to dive in on a particular target, which, mm-hmm. for Rakan means very easy ultimates, very easy W, get in, get out, knock them up, goodbye. Um, like, I, I, I kind of get it, I understand. Uh, I'm still of the opinion that, like, I just don't think Rakan's all that great right now, unless paired with Zaya, in which case Zaya was already taken away. And the thing is, like, you you mentioned it earlier, right? Like, the Nautilus was already picked. You know for a fact you're not going to uh, pick Rakan. So, I just don't think it was something that was really all that necessary. I think I would have rather seen something like a Threshier, which has kind of disappeared from the meta and is very confusing for me. I think, honestly, Thresh is still very busted. I don't know why teams aren't <laughs> picking it as much. Right. Um, yeah, so, I like, I understand the Recon. Like, I'm not going to bash it horribly. Like, it, the idea is there. I think the actual process of execution is very, very high, though, especially when you're pairing it with, like, a... Riven, Hecarim, Ari, Zeri. Like, this is a very mechanically heavy comp. Mm-hmm. Um, and you kind of notice throughout the week, and I'm going to kind of branch away here a little bit, is FlyQuest started slowly, I don't want to say dumbing down their comps, but making their comps like more about ease of execution, right? Especially like that Cloud9 mm-hmm. game, where it was like Malphite, Misfortune, just like knock him up, light up your ult, and bam. Bronzodia, baby. Nice and easy. <laughs> to be yeah, fair. It was Bronzodia. To be fair, it did work. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and that's exactly my point, right? It it absolutely worked. And I think, I, I want to say it was Azale. Azale called it out on the cast. Like, typically when you go for these, like, super big wombo combo comps, like, you get called out in the early game. You get punished in the lane phase. And really, at the end of the day, like, the only lane that was really truly punished was Kumo's. And even then, he's on a Malphite into, like, 3 AD. So, like, you... Yeah, you, you got to do more punishment than that. So I think, honestly, it's going to start coming down to or what I'm hoping FlyQuest does is... Because if you want me to be brutally honest, I don't think this team is ever going to be good enough to be able to pull these kind of comps off and consistently win with it. Maybe occasionally here and there you can get wins with it. But if you want to be able to take best of fives off some of the higher end tier teams, you're going to have to make your comps easier to execute on. Well, um, and, so yeah, and, yeah, 
Yeah, and that goes to something that I was also saying to you beforehand. I forget where I saw this, if it was in the FlyQuest Discord or in the FlightCheck Discord. And if it was you, someone in the chat, please claim credit, because it was great. But the sentiment was basically, on any given day, this team, and we have seen them, can beat Team Liquid, Cloud9, 100 Thieves. Top can beat those teams um, in a game. It's not, you know, losing 100% of the time. But also, on any given day, we can lose to teams like TSM and Immortals. I don't think we lost to TSM, but, you know, that's the, that's the feel that you get about this team. So it's an incredibly high ceiling and a very low floor. And that variance is concerning, I think, where you should be a bit more consistent. You would want to be more consistent. And I think that's reflected in our finishing 10-10, you know, flat 500 record. Um, and I think there were a couple teams we 2-0'd and a couple teams we 0-2'd. But the consistency for this team has been inconsistency. Um, showing up and beating Cloud9, but losing to Immortals the day before. And it doesn't necessarily fill, fill me with confidence when we know we're going to play... I, Who... Uh, what... Um, what best of five drops down to our... Uh, uh, EGTL. So yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to get a rematch. So likely... EG. Probably playing EG again, right? Mm -hmm. Unless they can pull off some kind of miracle. Um, and, I, you know, the way that they have rolled us 3-0 over the split, um, I just don't feel confident uh, uh, about that right now unless we can really do something great with this patch. Um, Curly, I want to throw it to you to see yeah. if you've got any thoughts. Well, so... That. My major thoughts are our inconsistencies came in the second round, Robin. Because first round, Robin, I think we were actually very uh, overperforming um, for expectations, even on our own. And we were doing well, and I was very inspired by all that. But then after that 03 Super Week, I do think there's like something that kind of affected the mental of the whole squad. And that's why we became a little bit inconsistent. And then on top of that, not just the mental for our own squad like just due to everything that's happening with some other teams and like some changes it's like everything went crazy for the second round robin there's a lot of wins and losses that happened uh that shouldn't have mm -hmm. happened and it was very crazy so i don't think it's just FlyQuest um that suffered from some inconsistencies and i think that's also something that is potentially like due to the nature of spring split and the second round robin because a lot of the upper uh, teams that are more likely to just, yeah, we're going to get playoffs no matter what, might feel some more breathing room to try and prep, like, all right, can we try this and, and do limit testing? Whereas some lower uh, tier teams might be like, yo, we've got to really pick up the slack or we are screwed. And so they'll be like, you know, have that anime protagonist that we're about to go down buff. And even if they still go down, it's like, they are like performing at 110%, whereas we might be at 80%. So that's, I think, a lot of what might have happened there. But something that makes me um, comfortable going into playoffs, that makes me think we might be able to pull out um, a like a winning rec uh, <clears throat> best of five, is 
the fact that we have a week off because I think the week off to just sit back and observe like I don't know what the training schedule is going to look like for FlyQuest. I don't know if they're going to be like, all right, we're going to take this extra week and script the shit out of it, or if they're going to kind of do what some other teams did before Worlds, where it's like, hey, we're just going to relax, take that mental break. Sometimes when you're working too long, it actually hurts you. So it's like I'm kind of actually hoping they do that, where they just take the week off, wait for the weekend, scout the t- um, like scout the opponents and then do next week to prep, because I think that'll be a good mental reset yeah. for the squad. Because something I was also noticing is it felt like there was a hint of fatigue in certain games. Um, and that was something that was definitely way more apparent in the summer squad last year, where it was just like, it's like there's a lack of inspiration. Um, I don't see it as severe as it was last year, but I do think it's something that we need to keep an eye out for, because especially... Uh, like, I don't want to get into this because I've talked about it a lot last year, but I'm, from what I know, there's not as big of a support structure in the FlyQuest organization. So they really have to use, like, each other a lot more than some other teams might have. So I do think, I'm like, I'm hoping that they take this week off and they'll be able to get a fresh, rested FlyQuest squad for next week. Yeah, um... I had a point that I was going to say in response to that, and now I can't remember what it was. Uh, <laughs> you, oh, you need to go to bed soon, Sandy. I, I do. I do need to go to bed. Um, no, I, I remember what it was now. The On the motivation uh, question, I, I do think this team is very highly motivated. Um, sure. I think the fresh blood of, I think especially Tukui, I oh, think yeah. he seems very motivated to come in uh, show that he's worth the investment and stump. And I think up until this weekend, most folks would say uh, he's been doing pretty good. It was a rough weekend for him, for sure. But I think most people would put him in the top half of the league for mid laners. Um, I mean, there was even, I think uh, I was, Jat was saying on JLXP today, um, he was definitely in consideration for, uh, you know, all pro, maybe even first team all pro. You know, um, maybe up until this weekend, and then, you know, maybe he'll get knocked down a peg. But um, he's been, by far, our most outstanding player, in my opinion. Um, And he's really upgraded this team in a way that I'm really, really excited about and am really excited about down the road as this team continues to grow and hopefully... Um, can continue to look to make upgrades, maybe? Um, things like that. Uh, okay, let's just talk about... Um, let's just talk about the back half of the weekend's games super fast. So beat Cloud9. Uh, a lot of good Drake control in that game. Um, Ocean Soul was really good. Uh Winsome looked so bad in this game. The Alistair pick was not doing it. Um, I think I looked at one point he was 0.68. I think it probably got worse uh, after that as well. Um, but that looked yeah. That game a- looked really good. Alistar Alistar feels like a very either uh, either I, you're thriving or you're 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 just. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I I don't think Alistair's uh, good right now. That's my. <clears throat> That's my I, thought. I uh, then, yeah. Then let's talk. Uh, let's talk about the Golden Guardians game, um, because if you want to talk about uh, 
relative power levels and power rankings, right? I mean, we basically played we played GG and we played EG, and you know it it showed you know where everyone really is in terms of power level. Um, beat EG in thirty seven minutes. Another uh, another scaling <laughs> team fight comp uh, for us. I honestly I love when we do this because. I can just joke, don't worry, guys, we scale uh, in <laughs> Discord, you know, the whole time. Um, you know, I liked I liked seeing Kumo on the Orn. Um, Johnson on Johnson Afro on the Aphelios Thresh is a great combo. Um, this this felt like a really... I Just looking at this comp, haven't been able to review this game footage, but looking at this comp, I like it a lot for us. Nox, uh, assuming you've watched this game... Um, I mean, just talk to me yeah. about how this game went, what the flow was like, who stood out, uh, things like that. Um, I mean, yeah, our, our comp here goes right back to what I was saying earlier, right? Like, this is a very ease of execution comp. It's very front to back. You have your two carries of Aphelios and Oriana, who were supposed to be in the back line. You have two and a half tanky boys who are supposed to be in the front line, making it an absolute pain for anyone from Golden Guardians to get onto either Orion or the Aphelios. Um, you have it engaged in the form of the Thresh and the Orn. Um, like, yeah, like, what's not to say? It's just a very nice, standard, easy comp to do. The lanes are either even or, like, if they lose, in the case of, like, Kumo, you shouldn't lose very hard because it's a cannon. Um, yeah, like, everything about this comp was absolutely what I want to see from the guys. Um, you, you, they ended up scaling. Uh, they end up surviving the early game as well because you're not like these aren't lanes that are hard to lose. Although it wasn't going all that well either because Golden Guardians is a very very good early game team. Um, yeah, I I can't ask much more than this. Like I said, this was in my opinion our second best draft of the weekend, mm -hmm. and the overall gameplay itself uh, honestly was just solid, right? Um, on top of the fact that Golden Guardians played horrendously, if I'm being completely honest. Like, Licorice, I don't know what you were doing. Uh, Pride Stalker was unable to achieve anything. Like, yeah, it just Golden Guardians kind of with the actual gameplay itself. But I thought we were very, very solid in this game. I was very, very happy with how it played out. Yeah, Curly, uh, thoughts on this one? Uh, I, mean, I mean, going <clears throat> into the going into the Kennen Nocturne, Victor Jinx Nautilus... Uh, another reasonably solid comp. I mean, I don't really have a problem with that. I consider... number. I'm going to be honest, I actually disagree a little bit. I think given current meta um, and just the way draft went, I do think GG uh, kind of outdrafted themselves. Because Nocturne, I think, is like a jungler that you have to be consistently ganking really early. So that you have that huge early power spike to just kind of keep the enemy team like on the ropes, and then you have to make sure you use that momentum very, very quickly. Whereas, like you said, we have a scaling comp, and uh, I've talked about it before. A common thing some LEC casters have said is once you get to late game Nocturne, all you can do is turn the lights on and off. But I don't even think we gave him a chance to get to late game Nocturne, so that didn't matter. But then also, yeah, uh, Licorice by banning out the Nar, we did a great call there uh, because. I don't know the record on it, but from what I've seen, Licorice, when he has to blind pick and he doesn't have that comfort pick of the Nar, he doesn't always have as good of a time. Counter picking, he can do it well, but blind picking, not as much. And I don't think I've ever seen him have the prettiest cannon. So yeah, I, I just think their comp was a little bit weird, the Victor and the Nautilus. 
um, were definitely good picks in the Jinx. So I think it was just jungle top question marks. And we just had a better answer there. And then when it came into the gameplay, it's just, I think also we were kind of riding the momentum of, hey, all right, we just beat C9. We can clap these fools. And we just played better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, and then finally, the EG game. Uh, another 30-minute roll. Uh, pulling up that draft real quick. Uh, <laughs> we don't have to talk about this one long. It's kind of the same old story <clears throat> that has been happening against EG this whole whole split, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, li literally, the top lane matchup was the same one from uh, when we played EG the very first time in uh, the first half of the round robin. It was Graves and Akali. Uh, yet again, Impact kind of rolled over the Graves the entire time. Um, JoJo... JoJo is pretty much the one person that... Takoi consistently loses to in lane. He's probably and to be fair, Jojo is the best laning mid laner in the LCS right now, in my opinion. He like he is number one in that aspect. So Takoi is losing lane. It's probably the only time he's lost lane outside of like I think uh Bjerg had a push on him for a little bit in one of the other games that he played against TL, but that was about it. Um the shining point of this game, honestly, was Johnson, and it sucks because he was on an Ash, which is more of a supportive AD carry than it is like a hard AD carry, right? Mm -hmm. And it just, it, it felt like no matter what, we couldn't get the opportunity to play around them. Uh, more than anything, I that level one play, or not level one, it's probably more like a level two play, that level two play where we were kind of going for Raptors just kind of cemented the whole game. <laughs> like, it was just downhill <laughs> from there. And yeah. JoJo and Zen, or JoJo and Inspired were just absolutely fed from that point. We just could never, like... We couldn't ever get the momentum back because at that point, Akali was solo winning the lane against top. Our mid jungle duo was absolutely gapped. And for the most part, Johnson and Afro absolutely negated Danny and Vulcan outside of the occasional snipe kill that Zeri was able to pick up whenever roaming mid. Um, but yeah, like at the end of the day, the one okay lane for you is an Ash and a Tom Kench. Like you're not, you're not going to make the comeback. It's just not going to mm -hmm. happen. So. Mm -hmm. I think more than anything, uh, that game was just kind of chalked from the very beginning, and uh, I think there's going to be plenty of VOD reviews over, hey, why are you even going for the invade at this point in time after, uh, like, joke, like, yeah, I mean, it's even it was even done in broadcast, right? Like, Azale, I think it was, I forget who was casting, I think it was Azale again, but he was like, why are you going for an invade when JoJo can literally just swoop up in between the two, uh, between the Midriver and the Raptor camp, right? Like, he gets access to Jose Diodo right off the bat before uh, Takui can even get there and back him up. So, I don't know. It, it just There's a bunch of bad miscommunication in that game, and it's kind of the same old story that's been happening all three EG games that we played against in the split. Yeah, which, uh, I guess moving forward to playoff expectations, I think this is a good segue. Um, if we are expecting eg i do think we need to talk about what to expect if we play tl um if we're expecting eg it's concerning that we just haven't been able to match up against them whatsoever um and playing tl i you know i mean we beat them once in the regular season so it's like again this weird thing where wow we could like win a game or two maybe three if all the chips fall where they need to um, but we're at a disadvantage starting in losers bracket 
um, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be easy um, however you know there's always hope I don't want to be you know, pessimistic Sandy here I think there's a good chance that we are able to turn some things around if we can work on the communication if we can uh, you know run with some comfort drafts um, things that we are you know we know we're good playing and um, you know can avoid giving a team like EG the picks that we know that they can stomp with Danny's Zeri for example so I mean, my expect well, you know, we'll have to hold off on predictions until, you know, we know the opponent, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I just saw Rhodes' comment in the chat. And I, so <laughs> um, I was trying not to laugh at it. <laughs> uh, I've lost my train of thought. Boy, oh boy. Your, your, your point was basically we just need to watch EG, how they play against TL this weekend, or vice versa. Well, if know. you assume TL's going to beat EG, we need to uh, we need to watch how TL beats EG and then do that. I mean, it's, it's that simple. There's plenty of footage this season, uh, exactly nine games of it, of EG losing. So... That's nine games of footage for us to go back and see, and scrims, you know, uh, yeah. to see how do you beat this team. And I, I think it's doable. Curly, I mean, right now, playoff expectations, how are you feeling? I mean, we have to feel good that we made it, and I think this is a point that, yeah. Knox, you've got something to talk about in a minute. But Curly, uh, you go first yeah. on this. Um, I mean, so yeah, when it comes to playoffs, my expectations are, they're very up in the air, right? <clears throat> Because there's the FlyQuest fan of me that wants to believe we can go all like all the way to finals in some world. Now, granted, that's like crazy uh, high expectation, and that's just you know respecting the other opponents we'd have to uh, face. Um, but like, I don't think it's unreasonable to say we have a chance to make it to the second round um, of the lower bracket. Um, depending like it really does come down to how well we prepare for eg because like if we um if we face tl i don't think we make it uh because tl in my opinion just as an org is historically really really good at best of fives and then especially with this current team i think they're just gonna like keep running with it i mean you know it's consistently lose to uh tl and they go ahead and win um, playoffs if we're talking about lock-in. Um, so if we if we have to face TL, unless shit goes crazy, I think it's due. <laughs> but with EG, I do think we have a chance. It really just, just comes down to being smarter about our drafts against them. Because even in our last two uh, losses to them, I haven't always felt like we looked bad, even with what I consider to be a worse draft. It's just we were never able to look good and so if we set ourselves up for success and deny them some of their chances for success, I do think as a team we can perform better. Um, so that is, that's how I'm feeling about playoffs. And then once, like, if we get to the second round, I think that is, like, probably my expectation. We can get there. If we get farther, great. If we don't, that's okay. I'm still satisfied with how far we got. Um, and I'm also looking forward to seeing, like, road roller signs 
uh, in the background of the cameras uh, when those are broadcast. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, I'm very excited. Yeah, fans, butts fans back in, in studio. Seats, uh, as Captain thing. Flowers would say. How it like? How is FlyQuest going to perform with an audience? That's another thing like that I haven't been able to witness as a fan in my time as a fan. I mean, maybe uh, hey, maybe we step it up. Maybe maybe JoJo and Danny just absolutely crumble under the pressure of having fans in the studio. I mean, all kinds of wild things could happen here. You know, um, yeah, Knox. Uh, let's talk expectations, both playoffs and from you know preseason to now and i know you've got a little thing you want to talk about so why don't you run with that um right so uh i mean for playoffs expectations i'm gonna keep it nice sweet short and simple if we have a good showing in our first playoffs match like i don't like even if we don't win it if we take a game off and the other games are competitive i will be satisfied like hell even if we get 3-0 but like all three games look competitive at least it's going to hurt a little bit, but I will be satisfied. That's all That's all I want to see is that we are competitive. Um, so, yeah, no matter whether it's TL, whether it's EG, as long as we look like we can at least stand up to them, that, that's all I'm asking for. And I'll be more than happy with the team, and then hopefully we can go in the summer looking uh, renewed and ready to go, right? Um, because at the end of the day, and this is where the other part of it kind of comes in, is none of us were expecting this team to be fifth place, right? Like, everyone, everyone had this team ranked. I think the highest official analyst anyone had was, I feel like I keep name name dropping, but Azale, yet again, was the highest person <laughs> ranking FlyQuest was at seventh. Yeah. What, what yeah. you got, Curly? I'm just saying in my mid-season predictions, I, I did put them at fifth, but preseason, I did not. So, I was half right there. <laughs> ah, yeah. Preseason, pre preseason. <laughs> so, uh, but fair, fair play to you. Um, you, you had more faith than even I did. Uh, but, yeah, like, at, at the beginning of the preseason, the highest anyone had him was Azale at 7th, right? Did I freeze? No, I think everyone froze. Uh, Uh-oh. No, you're, oh, you're wait, still okay, good. No, no. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, I, I think it's frames dropping. So, oh, sorry. we just, we outperformed by a lot, right? Like, by everyone's expectations. So... And I, I don't know if you, with the whole frames happening and whatnot, we're gonna be able to show it. But basically, no, we're, we're I, I posted my okay. I, I posted my preseason uh, rankings basically, and the only surprise that I had in any of my rankings was FlyQuest outperformed my rankings by one, which was I, I had them in eighth with a range of plus two minus two, and they finished fifth. And then TSM, but I'm pretty sure everyone had TSM pretty messed up, right? So, um, and to go with that, I, I posted these preseason rankings in the Oracle's Elixir Discord, which Peter Dunn, the head coach of EG, is in, and even replied to me and was like, wow, that's actually kind of impressive, because nobody had FlyQuest being that high, so, like, props for even having them where you had them, and so, I, I think just... I, I really hope there's more narrative given to FlyQuest on the official broadcast of, like, hey, you guys have done awesome with this roster like props to you guys for how well you crafted this and how well you're making it work because no one believed in you guys to do this i want jet to do i will the say <laughs> <laughs> i will say i forget if it was on it might have been on the dive 
Um, but they did say last week they gave a lot of props and credit to the management for consistently, except for last year, but for consistently putting together teams with a very low budget that still managed to perform. And I mean, obviously everyone can think of the 2020 world's roster. Um, you know, that was a, that was not a high budget roster. Um, to some extent, this is, you know, definitely, um, not a high budget roster. I mean, we're not signing Han Sama. We're not signing summit, you know, over here. Um, we're running mostly, you know, a lot of NA talent and a couple cheaper imports, right? Because they're just unproven talent. So, yeah, uh, amazing to see. Even now, our own expectations were basically bottom three at the start of the season, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I, I would love to go back and find our start of split podcasts and, you know, where we talk about those expectations and just see how wrong we were, uh, what we were saying. Uh, I mean, some just, crazy you know, dude like little... put 100 Thieves at 6 for some reason. I don't even know what that was about. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't that, know. That, that dude, uh, that, that take like that. belongs in the oven. <laughs> yeah, that take, that take did not go well. Uh, but yeah, so I'm grateful to be here. I think that's the takeaway that I, uh, that I have about, uh, you know, the split so far and we'll just have to see how it goes. Depends on our, um, it depends on our opponent. Uh, okay. Quick hit. And I need to type this out on the topic. Uh, Nox War did not go. Uh, <laughs> in fantasy. He didn't. Nox War, not 08. He managed to save it at the very last minute. Uh, let me pull up the, the score there. Beating Sly Penguin, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I, be, I beat Sly Penguin. Yeah, my, my internet is struggling tonight. Um, yeah, by a solid 60 points. Um, so, congrats on that. Seventh place. Uh, I managed to finish sixth. And, uh, Road Roller, you did win uh, the Fantasy League. So, as promised, I will... uh, I'll DM you and shoot you, I think I said like a $10, maybe $15 RP uh, (laughs) gift. So, that is is for you for winning. (laughs) Go ahead. This man has won fantasy and pickums now. This guy's just absolutely cracked at at picking stuff. Uh, okay, one. We had one more topic, and I'm trying to. Oh yes, academy. Yep, that's exactly what it was. Proving grounds. Kind of a kind of kind of a somber note after tonight, (laughs) right before the podcast. Bit of a somber note. Uh, if Knox was basically, and I was watching this game too, like literally up until the show started. Uh, and I, uh, there was a meme in our discord. It was, uh, I think Lee, uh, put it in there. Win, yeah, we posted it. Win one team fight to give fans false hope. Um, which I, I feel like kept happening over and over. We would get a pick and then another pick and then another pick and be like, yeah, let's go. We keep getting picks, but somehow we were staying 4,000 gold down the entire time in the game. And then they just took soul and it was kind of tough after that. Uh, but since we left off uh, with them, I believe they beat 100 next last week in a pretty yep. convincing 2-0. Uh, 
um, Knox, yep. if you want to speak to that. I think, and I think that's a good sign because now that they've dropped down to loser's bracket, they literally play the winner of 100 next and Winthrop University. So, I feel pretty good about it making it out of loser's round two, but talk about that uh, 100 next uh, series, if you will, real quick. Uh, I mean, it wasn't anything like super uh, special or anything, right? It wasn't like the wild card series where we were just we were literally just having a walk through the park. Uh, they they actually put up a fair amount of resistance, and uh, at, at the end of the day, though, I think, I mean, it's still an amateur org, even if it is sponsored by 100 Thieves. Um, we have more resources, we have more coaching knowledge, and uh, we have some better developed players, even though there's literally insanity on the squad. There's General Sniper, who's been this huge solo queue prodigy. You have Fnatic, who's been in the scene for a little bit, who's really, really good. Um, and then you have Sword and Array, uh, uh, I think. Or, mm -hmm. no, yeah, Array. And so, I mean, like, they're not a bad squad by any stretch of the imagination, but at the end of the day, we are just a more established team. And most of the games, while ha having some resistance, were fairly just solid for us. It was a nice clean 2-0. A couple of mistakes here or there that 100 next are good enough to punish, but that's all there really was to it. So I'm not really worried about heading into the next match because uh, I'm predicting 100 next to beat Winthrop, right? Winthrop is uh, probably one of the weaker teams in this tournament currently. Mm. So I'm expecting to have a rematch, and even then I'm expecting Fly to go ahead and still win again. Yeah, uh, I think it'll be. Yeah, I think it'll be a good. Um, it'll it'll definitely be a good series. Uh, a bit unfortunate to drop to TLA, but I mean the the bracket is pretty big. Um, trying to pull that back up. So yeah, we would. Um, yeah, if we were to beat the winner of hundred next Winthrop. Uh, on the other side of the bracket for us. And losers round one is Immortals AOE and TSM Academy, and then I think they would face the lose. The winner of that faces the loser of Dig Academy and Cloud Nine Academy, which um, you know I, f I feel like that's a bit more of a toss up. I'm not exactly sure. Wait, Pro what? probably Cloud Nine Academy. Hold on, Academy. We, uh, hold, hold on. So Leaguepedia just switched everything. So oh. now it has us playing. The winner of EG Prodigy, Prodigies versus No Team. Well, that changes things a lot, uh, and I don't <laughs> like that anymore. I mean, the, the the concept stays the same. Like EGP and No Team both have not looked all that good. That should still be a dub for us, but yeah. That uh, okay. well, either way, we're what playing. I, literally, that's that's not how e, that's not how Wikipedia <laughs> literally looked an hour ago. It no, it's not. Changed. It li yeah, literally <laughs> just changed. Uh, Every time you guys bring way, up Proving Grounds uh, bracket, I get confused. <laughs> It's yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, complex. Either way, gonna be playing an amateur team there. Um, so we rolled the last amateur team we played. Should be expected to win. Um, I don't know if we talked. I, I don't remember what we said last week. But what are what? Now that we're down in losers round two, does this reshape our expectations for the team? Like, how far do we feel like they should be going? I feel like making it to losers round four. Is probably that, that was a my good goal. that was my goal expectation. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Losers round four probably a good goal. So that would be, I believe, um, that's like top so realistically, six, top eight, something like that. 
It's it's top eight. So re- realistically, we beat either EG or no team, which yeah, very very good chance of doing that. It's actually top um, six. more than likely. Um, we either play EGA or Dignitas Academy, which both are absolutely winnable. Um, mm-hmm. Probably going to be a close matchup. Don't get me wrong, but like completely winnable series for us. And at that point, that can put us in the round of four, which gives us access to best of fives. And we'll play, I'm assuming, the loser of Immortals Academy versus Golden Guardians Academy, which that one's going to be tough. They're both very, very good teams, but even that is winnable, I think. But um, no matter what, I'm really expecting, like, hey, round, round four is where this team should be stopping if we get stopped. Yeah. Uh, Curly, thoughts on thoughts on the Academy team? I mean, where are you looking for them to... I mean, finish in this tournament. So, based on what uh, what I've been able to observe the last week or so, and then what you guys have talked about throughout the season, um, I definitely. So, we should win the round we're about to be in. I think we can absolutely pull off the next round, and then it really it just gonna come up to the best of fives. That's where I'm like concerned. Um, that would be like where we'd be able to go because. If I remember correctly, we went one and one with every, almost every team, um, including Immortals and GG during the uh, Spring Academy split, and so that means we should hypothetically be kind of even with all of them, even if they ended up higher in standings. Um, so it's like the best of five. It's like I that would really be a case like, all right, is it going to be three two, um, or is it going to be three uh, one? Did I drop? Oh well, cur- we, Curly died. Back? Have I returned? Did we lose Curly. I think the rest of the show is running just fine. So I can hear you. Uh, can you hear me? I, yeah, I, I can still hear you. I, I, hello. Well, Hi. all right. Hi. Uh, Might be time to wrap it up anyway. Yeah, uh, I think that's a good note to end on. This is very is, weird because uh, I can like definitely still internet. hear you guys. <laughs> Tip tap. All right, Curly's done talking. Time to end the show. Wait a second. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Hold on. Okay. I can, well, what? Uh, then let's get to some parting thoughts. Hello? Um, nope, that's the wrong... E- <laughs> that's the wrong copy-paste. You need to go to bed. Cur- Curly, Curly's done for the night. Yeah. Well, I thought I had, hit, I had I had thought I hit copy on my uh, part of the script, but instead I uh, accidentally copy-pasted in... Oh, 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 is he back? I'm very confused, because... Hello? You were, you were, you, uh, you, you were gone, dude. The dude. weirdest thing yeah, is, were... I could hear you guys the whole time talking about, "Am I gone?" <laughs> like it was right here, just fine. Yeah, we weren't. Uh, we didn't hear a thing you said. Unfortunately. Oh well. Um, Point is, is like, it's fifty-fifty against uh, when we get to the best fives. That's what I'm saying. Hmm. <laughs> that's that's a summary. <laughs> oh man! All right. Uh, well, I think we're heading towards wrap up of the show. Um, before we do, I want to ask you guys. So it's TLEG, mm-hmm. and it's One Hundred Thieves C Nine. Let me get some quick predictions. Uh, TL three one. Calling it right now. I'm going to be right. even more bold, and I'm going to say TL three zero. Not I think I'm 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 there as well. TL three O for me. Uh, really? All right, and then hundred thieves. Curly C9. with the EG faith. <laughs> it's not EG faith. It's um. I love Whippo. I love Whippo so much. 
I wouldn't be surprised if he... You think he's going to have a bit of a happy game? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he has one where he's a bit too hyphy and he's like, oops, sorry, I lost him for my team. And then Happens. and then they're like, hey, Poipo, don't hit these next things. He's going to be like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Happens. Might be, might be, might be. Happens to the best of us. C9, uh, 100, 100 Thieves, C9. Oof. I'm going to go last on this one. I need some time to brainstorm. I need some time to think. So... I, I may or may not be the bold take here, but I'm actually going to take 100 Thieves in this. Um, I could see it. I think, Absolutely. I think they're ramping up. I think it's going to be a 3-100 Thieves. I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to agree with you, but different game score. I'm going to say 3-200 Thieves. I think C9 is still very good, but I think 100 Thieves looks, except for losing to Dig uh, yesterday... They, it's fine. It's just their kryptonite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they have really ramped up, and they just look super strong. And really, it's nice to see the defending champ uh, of the LCS uh, coming back in a strong way. And then for TL, EG, yeah, I said 3-0 for TL over EG. All right. All right, Curly. Yeah, you ready? I'm going to join you with the faithful, and I can absolutely see 100 Thieves pulling this out, especially because now that Abadalia is performing, like, he <laughs> he's going to gap the shit out of Fudge. I'm, like, saying right now, he's going to, is like, <laughs> he's probably one of the only uh, players in the LCS that has made Ari look absolutely crazy, and it was against C9 if I remember correctly. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah, 100 Thieves, 3-1, and we'll <laughs> and then we'll see C9 in round two, hopefully. Yeah. Oh, you, you, you were watching Abadage? I was too busy watching Someday Clap uh, Summit in the top lane with Malphite. <laughs> how, no, we've, we figured out the solution, I right? Mean, it's like, how do you reach the summit? You become the mountain. <laughs> you become the mountain true, itself. True, true. Yeah. The the counter the true counter pick to summit is just playing Malphite. I mean, <laughs> it, it was it was that easy all along. It's a rock solid. Uh, okay. <laughs> it oh boy, rock <laughs> solid. Uh, alrighty. Well, that is I believe pretty much everything on this episode. If you guys have anything left, interrupt me now or forever hold your peace. Um, but thank you all for tuning into this episode of Flight Check. Uh, FlyQuest does not play this week. They'll be playing uh, the week after, but there's still uh, LCS playoff action, and you'll want to watch those games to see mm-hmm. who we end up playing and how we might beat them. Uh, that is also super important. So, be sure to follow us on Twitter for our thoughts and reactions to those games. Uh, you can catch the show at Flight Check Crew, myself at SantosDB, Knox at Knoxwar with two R's. And Curly at Curly underscore double Q underscore. Uh, make sure to hop into the Flight Check Discord as well. Uh, all kinds of esports discussion otherwise sure. taking place all the time. Good memes. Top tier bants, as the kids say. Uh, if you missed any part of this episode, the VOD will be up on YouTube tonight or tomorrow morning. Uh, apologies for the dropped frames this evening. Don't know what was going on with my internet. Usually it's fine, but tonight decided to be scuffed, so... It is what it is. Uh, the audio version of this episode should be up on Spotify and other platforms probably tomorrow afternoon, if I had to guess. 
Uh, and if you're listening to that and would like to catch the show live, we broadcast the episode every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern Time right here at twitch.tv slash flightcheckcrew, barring instances where uh, Curly's computer re- has to restart right before the show or Knox forgets that we have uh, the show at 8 o'clock. Curly, any final notes or shout outs before we wrap up? Um, final notes is like FlyQuest. Um, I'm happy that we were able to pull out some momentum yesterday, and I really hope, uh, like, just want to say again, I'm hoping the week off is going to help us. Um, and yeah, like, just uh, looking forward to seeing more from the squad. Also, content team always killing it. Love these educational uh, mm-hmm. segments, and the fact they've been very consistent this split compared to like last year with the content, which makes me so happy. So, so, so happy. Um, yeah. We'll need to figure out a new way to curse teams in playoffs, though, because now we've Ikebonded everyone. So we got to, Trisha, uh, figure out what <laughs> you're going to do next. Um, as for shout outs, though, shout out to uh, everyone who was ready and willing to participate in my 1v1 tournament over the week, even if you weren't able mm-hmm. to attend. Uh, there were some, especially because I definitely inted by scheduling it during LCS, um, which saved me the pain of having to watch Immortals live. Um, but definitely into the again programming wise so i definitely look forward to the next one because it was still a very good time uh and next one i'm gonna try to plan around not flyquest playing so that mm. the uh option of a flyquest basics t is a lot more uh appealing and you know maybe get some members of the flight check community in there or some co-hosts if you guys feel like uh running it down in a rings <laughs> totally yeah. I, I will say i i was there in spirit you were ready i, I, I was ready you were to ready sub to sub in, in. Uh, I think there's a good chance I was either asleep or about to go to sleep. So, no, that's very bad. Uh, <laughs> uh, dang, you said something and I wanted to follow up on it, and now I can't remember was it the content? what it was. Uh, Nox, any shout-outs or plugs from you, sir? Um, All three of us are going to be in Houston to watch finals of LCS. Yeah, we are. And I... To watch FlyQuest hyped for it. To watch FlyQuest beat Hundred Thieves in the final. Am in I a three-two, right? so we can yes. hear silver scrapes, and then uh, yeah. you know, go uh, drink with Cole and Jordan afterwards. Be like, hey, good job, your team did well. <laughs> <laughs> Better um, off next season. But yeah, all, all all three of us will be in Houston. Um, I have a couple content ideas, which Curly and Sandy are not even aware of, but. Mm-hmm. If anyone listening to this hears or wants any particular content pieces from us, please, by all means, DM me. Let me know, and I will see what I can do. Or Sandy or Curly, even. But, uh, yes, we ha- will have some live, actual content with the three of us in person doing stuff. And if there's anything you guys want us to go do together or anything you want us to create, please let us know. I'm very excited uh, for all of that to happen. Um, outside of that, uh, 100 Talk Pods coming up. Uh, go watch them. They're playing Cloud9 this weekend. It's going to be a banger. Absolutely. Um, and then outside of that, actually, there's nothing else outside of that. So, yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. congrats to uh, Rogue again, once more for winning Flight Check uh, uh, Fantasy and then for the Flight Quest Pickums as well. Like, Definitely. what a what an absolute This man doesn't practice. Yeah, just totally, totally cracked on the predicts and the picks and bans. And I think that's how he won was the picks and bans. Uh, and just nailing those every time. 
Uh, for my part, I've got a couple shout-outs. Uh, FIFA World Cup is coming up. Shout-out to the U.S. men's team for pretty much doing all but Are we qualifying. In? Well, all but qualifying. So, if basically for them to not qualify for World Cup, they would have to uh, lose their game by like six plus goals. And then I think it's, uh, hang on, I, I just had this up. Um, I mean, they, we, we, we lost it last time World they, Cup came around off of so, like a stupid scenario. All right, all right, all right, all right. So you only have to get top <laughs> three, right? They have a three-point advantage over fourth place. And a 10, they have plus 10 on the goal differential. So they literally play the team in fourth place. They're playing Costa Rica. So if Costa Rica beats us by, I think, six, we're out. The odds of that happening are incredibly low. It is not going to happen. We've basically qualified for the World Cup. Oh, my. USA <laughs> you, is you better back, knock some. You better knock on Flight some wood, Sandy. Uh, I swear to God, if we right. miss another World Cup. It's not going to happen. Uh, the other football-related shout-out I have is North Macedonia upset Italy in stoppage time in the second half. Oh, yeah! Uh, with an incredible Italy's last minute goal. Italy's really? out, and now oh. my people, uh, Portugal, will be taking on North Macedonia for a World Cup spot instead of having to play Italy. So really? that game is tomorrow, and I am uh, I will be out of work and eyes glued to the screen uh, for that game to see if Ronaldo can carry us to the World Cup once again. Uh, that is... Those are my shoutouts right there. Uh, I think that's it. Do you guys have anything anything else? All good? Nope. You, you got me rehyped for the World <laughs> Cup again, though. Heck yeah, baby. It's football season. It always is. There's always football going on. Yeah. Uh, we will be back next week. Uh, I'm pretty sure it actually will only be Knox and Curly. I will not be on the show next week, um, which is fine because we're not even playing this weekend. So I'm actually kind of okay with missing uh this episode unfortunately um but those two will be back next week to discuss the uh playoff action this weekend and preview our upcoming series and losers bracket uh so be sure to come back next week same flight time same flight channel um and so for now stay safe out there don't forget to hit the head on the nail and we'll see you all very very soon adios everybody Later, guys. Peace, y'all.